The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go paper-tarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. Well, good evening, greetings, salutations, happy holidays, happy new year, almost, and welcome into the Ben Maller Show. I'm not Ben Maller, I'm not Archie Bell and the Drells, my name is Bernie Fratto, and you know, I had the good privilege of hosting this show last December 30th, and wouldn't you know it, just 364 days later, I'm invited back, and well, I'll even be with you tomorrow night as well, but first, I must say, and I repeat, as I emphasized last year, it's a privilege to close down the new year 
with one of the most prominent, influential, visible fan bases in all of America. Of course, I'm talking about the Maller Militia, the creation, the substance of decades of hard work and contribution to the annals of first-class entertainment, courtesy of the inimitable Ben Maller. Yes, my name is Bernie Fratto. I host Straight Out of Vegas and Fox Sports Sunday right here on Fox Sports Radio every Saturday night from 11 p.m. Pacific until 3 a.m., and I've been with the network since Labor Day 2018. And even though Big Ben is taking some well-deserved time off, we are still, thanks to him, in the air everywhere, courtesy of the vast Ben Maller Fox Sports Radio Network. So as we march forth together for the next four hours, I can simply say, wake the kids, alert the neighbors, Grandpa, put on pants, we're going to bring it together. And who wouldn't want to hang out with the Maller Militia? Because when you think of the famous fan bases who've made their mark in the tapestry of American sports, well, we can name a few like, well, hey, how about the Duke Blue Devils, Cameron Crazies? No matter how, you know, the over-the-top, most dedicated sports fans, yeah, a lot of times they're in major cities, but there's something about those crazy college kids that seem to push the boundaries of fandom a step further. And for the Duke Blue, uh, well, the Duke, I can't even speak English tonight. Last time I ran a tongue from that place. For the Blue Devils basketball Cameron crazies, take their love for hoops to a whole new level. But they ain't no Maller militia. No, they ain't no Maller militia. How about the Green Bay Packers cheeseheads? Well, those knuckleheads, they not only line up in mass to cheer on the pack in the frozen tundra when it's 20 below and their shirts off and bare feet, they act like they own the team. Well, actually, in reality, they do. But they ain't no Maller militia. How about Raider Nation? Raider Nation, not right here in Las Vegas. One of the most iconic fan bases of all time. No one would argue with that. They really embrace the Raiders' outlaw attitude, and their outfits are definitely next level. You got all these costume creatures, monsters, madness, Sunday Sabbath. It's celebrated in the end zone. They call it the black hole. It's the most notorious end zone of the NFL, with apologies to the dog pound. But this raucous crew is, they're like right out of a Halloween movie, maybe even a horror film. But how many of them ply their trade for 250 nights a year? You got it. They ain't no Maller Militia. Yes, the Maller Militia is special. If you think I'm saying all this to kiss your butt to get on your good side, well, yeah, you're damn right I am. Let's give this relationship a go. I know all about the Maryland Militia, and I look forward to hearing from you throughout the evening. We will be taking calls. All right. Let's get to work. Now, originally, originally, I was going to start out with the fact that we're about 36 hours away from this thing they call the college football playoff, and Cincinnati. Uh, We'll be kicking it off uh, 12.30 Pacific time on Friday. Play off my ass. It's more like a made-for-TV invitational event, and the cat is out of the box now. Frankly, everybody sees it. But I've called an audible. We're going to get to that, I promise you. We are going to get to that. But the John Madden news is international news, and it continues to underscore these random, unforeseen, sudden events that have plagued our society for the last couple of years. And, and I tell you, I'm going to get to the Madden thing in just a second. We're going to go a little deep into this. We'll bring in the crew, and over the night, callers are welcome. We want to hear your thoughts. i got a couple of cool Madden stories. 
But before we do, I want to touch on a quick non sequitur that being we are now full uh, two full years into what I call the COVID era, the question is, how the hell do we explain this? How did we get here? The answer is we don't. We just deal with it. The fact of the matter is, so much of life is simply random, whether we like it or not. I mean, and I don't care what aspect of life we're talking about. Sports, politics, well, even movies. In fact, we now see more than ever that art imitates life. I'll give you a classic example. In the movie Magnolia, which came out in 1999, starring Tom Cruise, and it was directed by a gentleman named Paul Thomas Anderson, who, coincidentally, has also directed the just-released Licorice Pizza movie. Well, at the beginning of the movie, the, the fabled Ricky Jay, well, he narrates an account of a young man who lost his life in Los Angeles in 1951. They swear this story is true. you got to hear this. It adds new dimensions to the word random. His name was Sidney Berenger, and he attempted to commit suicide by jumping off the roof of a tall building. He was distraught. He hated his parents. He was tired of them fighting, and he absolutely thought they would literally kill each other one day. In fact, the family kept a shotgun in the house, but it wasn't loaded. So Sidney had had enough one day. Allegedly, the story is true. Sidney jumped off the top of the building where he lived. And as he's passing by the 16th floor, precisely on the floor where his parents lived, during his fall, he is shot by his mother, who has pulled the trigger on his father as in they were in the midst of a heated argument. The bullet misses the father, flies out the window, and lodges itself in Sidney's back. Sidney died instantly from the fatal shotgun blast, killed by his own mother who ironically didn't even know the gun was loaded. She merely pulled the trigger to scare her husband. In doing so, she murdered her own son, who had in fact loaded the gun some weeks earlier in the hopes one day his parents would literally kill each other. But the story doesn't end there. Sidney actually landed in a large net on the ground that for some reason inexplicably had been placed on the ground directly below Sidney's fall. The net certainly would have saved his life. Random? You tell me. And all of this is allegedly true. But I digress. See, I even think the stupid college football playoff format to me is random. We're going to get to that a little later. But we've got to call it audible. Because last night, we heard the announcement that John Madden, the great John Madden, had passed. 85 years young. Random, just three days after that fabulous all-Madden uh, feature on Christmas Day. Unreal. And within 30 minutes later, Harry Reid, the former Senate Majority Leader from here right in Nevada, passed as well. Just seems so random in terms of how these things happen. You can't explain them. But what we can do is take a minute to very much recognize and discuss the life of John Madden. And, and I know this was done a lot yesterday, and it's going to be done for the next few days. And sometimes when you have a chance to sleep on it, more clarity uh, comes to mind. 
And as I describe John Madden, I want to start with a quote from Shakespeare who once said, the evil that men do lives after them when they pass, but the good is oft interred with their bones. Not the case with John Madden. You're going to hear only good because that's all the man had. Just ask Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick once said about John Madden, quote, we all aspire to have a successful career. John Madden has had about five of them. So John Madden died late Tuesday at the age of 85. His name has been synonymous with football for generations. It's, I cannot think of a single person more revered in the history of the game, and I've been around the game. I covered the Detroit Lions for 10 years. It was part of the Lions pre- and post-game uh, broadcast for 97-1 of CBS Radio in Detroit. Covered the 2006 Super Bowl, Super Bowl 40. John Madden was actually there on the call. I didn't meet him. I came within 50 yards of him. But I'll, I'll get to that a little later, too. He Clearly, he had a, had a larger-than-life personality. He's the only one, I think, that's worked for all four of the major networks. And because his, his success in his life spanned, what, four or five decades? People know him in, several, in uh, multiple different iterations. They know him as a color commentator. And as a namesake for the NFL's video game, Madden, which is an exclusive NFL game, uh, younger people know him through the game console. <coughs> he merely lent his name to the franchise, and they made five, he made about $500 million. But here's the thing a lot of people don't know. He was an incredible coach. Now, there's a tendency to think that successful commentators are only in the booth because they couldn't do it on the sideline. Not true for Madden. His record in 10 seasons as a Raider coach was 103-32-7. Yeah, they used to have a lot of ties back then. Now, I'm pretty good at math. He averaged 10 wins a year. That was in a 14-game season. Imagine how much money he'd have made today. Never once had a losing season. Won 67% of his games when he faced off against other Hall of Fame coaches. You know, Saban and Belichick faced off twice in the NFL. They were 1-1. One one. He won one Super Bowl in 1977, Super Bowl eleven. I was there. It was in the Rose Bowl. They destroyed the Minnesota Vikings 32-14. Went on to win six AFC titles in ten seasons. He also reached the AFL championship game his first season before the merger. John Madden had the highest winning percentage among coaches with over 100 wins. He's in the Hall of Fame as a coach. Matter of fact, simply put, if you were going to describe John Madden, for every four games he played as a or he coached in the NFL, his teams won three of four over ten years. Incredible. But his personality was so big in commercials and in broadcasting and other variations that it actually overshadowed his sparkling coaching record. Why was John Madden so good? It's real simple. He was a keen observer. He had the ability to see things in people that they didn't know existed. He got the best out of players. His instincts were impeccable. He was a genius at reading people. And even as a young linebacker's coach in his 20s, he was renowned for being able to, quote, <coughs> explain things. You'll have to pardon my voice for just a second. I'm battling some kind of demon in my, in my throat or something here for a few days. I don't have COVID, but I got something. All right. John Madden is a type of guy who was a legend, but the actual life achievements were even greater. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning. This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney Collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Ben Maller's show rolls on. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live. The Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios I want to remind you, it can happen easily. A few drinks become a few too many. It's time to go and you think of calling for a ride home? Nah, what's the worst that can happen? You get pulled over, you lose your license, you total your car, you kill someone? Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. Well, at least we have something called the college football playoff. And uh, something for everybody, you've got a team this year, Michigan, a team I covered for years for WTK in Ann Arbor, Detroit, making their first ever appearance or the first team ever in this playoff format to make it to the playoffs. And they began the beginning of the season not even ranked. They were unranked. 
And we've got our first non-Power 5 team, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Make no mistake, very good team. A couple of NFL locked in on corners, an NFL quarterback. they got a starting 22 that can match up with just about anybody. We'll see what happens when they get on the big stage. Quantum physics takes over. There's an old saying Casey Stengel once said, people lose to the Yankees because they get they get uh, crazy staring at the pinstripes. It'll be interesting to see over four quarters how Alabama uh, or how Cincinnati handles Alabama. Football is a game of attrition. But there's already complaining because these two games, this doubleheader is New Year's Eve. And the late game, the Orange Bowl, won't kick off until 7.30 Eastern time. And you know how long these they, they, they these games are three and a half hours, whether you like it or not. That puts you at 11. It's got to put a crimp in some folks' New Year's Eve plans, right? Let's bring in the crew. Uh, Eddie, I know you're a big college football fan. Will you watch these games? And what are your thoughts on the current state of this, the playoff structure and how, the, how this is assembled? Well, I'll, I will definitely be watching these games. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, as far as the current playoff format, I'm – Definitely uh, in favor of expanding. Um, I'd love to see 12 teams in a college football playoff. Now, look, I'm a graduate of a non-Power 5 school. I went to Fresno State. So anything that can help uh, my beloved Bulldogs get a chance to play in the playoff, uh, I'm going to be all for. So I'm, I'm always uh, in favor of something being more inclusive. And it's eventually going to happen. I don't know if it'll be 8 or 12. Uh, or how soon they'll move to that. But it's, there's money to be made, and they're all about that. So it's it'll happen at some point soon, I think. Yeah, I agree. I think they need to structure it in a way where more than one TV network is kicking in so it's not a monopoly. Uh, and I'm uh, my concern is it could be a couple, three years away, hopefully sooner rather than later. I'm of the belief that it will not only enhance uh, the the – the, the college football schedule, as it were, as you get into November, because more games will take on meeting as more teams have an opportunity to really get into the playoffs uh, if they can get into their conference championship game and win their conference championship. But I hear one of the laments is what it's going to do to the Bulls. I think it can enhance the Bulls. Here's why. All you've got to do is incorporate the existing Bulls structure in the playoffs. So if you have a playoff game and it's Cincinnati versus Notre Dame, I'm just throwing teams out there, right? But you incorporate that in into the Sun Bowl or one of the other bowls. Use existing bowls. And for the remaining, there's already 40 bowl games, so there's 80 teams. So for the remaining 68 teams, I don't care what anybody says. It's a thrill for most of these schools to go to a bowl game. They get the extra practice time. It's good for recruiting. You win your bowl game, more visibility and opportunity, something to show for your efforts. It can still work for everybody. It's just not being communicated and sold properly. All right, Coop, now I'm not sure to what level you're a college football fan. Whether you are or you're on, I'm sure your opinion is valuable when it comes to how you think this committee does in terms of truly assembling a, a, a representative and fair playoff format. Will you be watching the games? What changes need to be made in your view? Well, I'm going to be completely honest with you, Bernie. I'm, my opinion probably doesn't matter too much. I, do, I don't really watch uh, college college sports much at all uh but uh, I, I was just you know just listening to the monologue that you gave a little bit earlier i kind of agree with what you were saying as far as it's not really a playoffs it's more of an invitational and um i think it's better than what we had been doing 
but it's you know it's still really it's not you know it's not perfect obviously your opinion counts because it's a conscious choice for you that you are not necessarily a fan of you mentioned college sports so does that mean college basketball and everything else as well or is it just college football you don't watch yeah uh i mean college football i pay attention to like i'll you know i'll follow i don't really watch it um but you know i because i love the nfl so i just like to see who's kind of up and coming uh college basketball zero zilch not at all okay that's interesting is there a reason uh just just, i'm curious if it's a conscious choice and that's fair um uh well i with college football i've watched it less and less because uh USC has become less and less relevant. Uh and that was the team that I you know grew up rooting for. Uh and then with college basketball, I just it's the game itself is just kind of like uh, not it's not super entertaining like the you know March Madness is cool and that's you know that gets to be fun, but uh, otherwise it's you know it's not great basketball and there's just too it's just too much there's too many schools and teams and i don't really have any particular loyalty to anybody so uh, yeah well that's fair uh, although you opened the door for me there if should usc return to prominence would that get you back watching college football probably I, I don't know that i'd be watching every big game or or anything like that but you know i'd start watching at least sc games again <laughs> Sounds good. Roberto, what are your thoughts on this whole uh, college football playoff uh, fiasco? Because to me, it's just not a playoff. I'll take it. It's better than nothing, but I don't like it. Your thoughts? Uh, I, I kind of agree with you there. I, I think it's true that we say that it's more of an, an invitation than it is a, a playoff. I don't, watch, I don't watch a lot of college football either. Uh, I was a big fan of UCLA, Bob Toledo days, uh, late or in the 90s. Yeah, I remember that. 95 when Bob Toledo came to UCLA. Yep. Yeah, and then UCLA has been trash ever since he left, so I haven't really watched much college football. I do watch it if I'm home on a Saturday and there's big game on, I'll, I'll watch it. But I, I normally I normally don't watch too much. I watch more NFL than anything. All right, fair enough. Well, the one thing I will say, guys, is I am hopeful that we at least have these games. Now, I'm not being facetious. I believe we are. We've already seen... Uh, what, five bowl games canceled because of COVID issues. And it turns out this last week, the college football playoff management committee announced updated procedures just last Wednesday to govern any potential issues caused by COVID-19. And this has to do with the playoff. Can you imagine if this happened? So the new policies, they provide guidance in the event that one or more of the teams can't play due to an insufficient number of players. Well, if you saw the uh, North Carolina coach, he was pretty pretty ticked off. Uh, North Carolina State, excuse me, that they came out and they didn't have any COVID issues, but UCLA couldn't feel the team. So here's what the committees decided to do, that the playoff semifinals, the Cotton and Orange Bowl, if one team is unavailable to play, the unavailable team shall forfeit the game and its opponent would advance the national championship game. Can you imagine to come all this way and have that happen. And if both teams are unavailable in one of the semifinal games, then the semifinal game would be declared, quote, no contest, and the team winning the other semifinal game would be declared the college football national champion. This is ugly. Now, if playoff semifinalists, I really thought this through, 
You've got the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl. If three teams are unavailable to play, the semifinal game in which two teams are unable to play would be declared no contest. And uh, it's it's hard for me to really get my mind around this, seriously. And in the other semifinal game, if the one team was unable to play, they'd forfeit the game and its opponent would be declared the college football national champion. How do you think? How do you think um, that would play? Pick a team. Say Cincinnati. Would people really recognize him as a national champion under this format? I hope. I really hope it doesn't come to this. Um, so the CFP national championship. Look, the bottom line is if the teams. Unavailability is determined after the semifinals have been conducted. There's a little bit of a window. The national championship game in Indianapolis may be rescheduled no later than Friday, January 14th. If one team is able to play and the other is not. Now, this is, let's say we go through all this Michigas, this craziness, and you have two teams some, somehow standing, but they are not able to, they are not ready or able to play. Uh, on Monday, January 10th, when, when the game is actually scheduled for, they move it to the 14th. But if one team is unable to play in that game and it cannot be rescheduled, then it's over. They forfeit the game and you declare a national championship by default. Hold that thought. It's a, it's a horrible thought, but it's, it's there. And since this has been put on the books seven days ago, we've seen five bowl games canceled. Let's go out to the phones. Uh, we're joined... By uh, Blind Emmett. Emmett, welcome to the Ben Maller Show. Uh, what's up, Bernie? How are you doing tonight? I'm doing well. Happy New Year. You too, man. Uh, the topic I wanted to get into, you haven't really uh, got into yet, and that's NFL and Lamar Jackson. I will quickly weigh in on the uh, college uh, football. And it, it's weird because during, you know, the this regular season, uh, you know, I'll tune in like the big game, but I find myself tuning in more to the bowl games. Now, like to, today, I'm an Oregon fan, and I was into the Oregon Oklahoma game. At one point, yeah. I got mad and turned it off, and then I kept checking <laughs> the score, and they came back, and we're cutting it close. I turned it back on, and anyone who says the bull games are meaningless, I get it, but I love it. It's good football. Well, I don't think there. First of all, uh, appreciate the call, Blind Emmett. Uh, look, I do not think bull games are meaningless. I've covered major college football teams. I covered the Michigan Wolverines for years. Going to a bowl game is huge for those schools. And what it gives us an opportunity in many cases is for two teams from alternate conferences around the country that might not normally play each other a chance to play each other. They might not normally ever be scheduled in a regular season game, and all of a sudden you find these idiosyncratic, unusual one-time matchups that can do a lot for the popularity of his school and put them on the map. So I I think the notion that people just call them exhibition games, not true. If you've ever been around a major college program or covered one, you would know that's not true. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. I'm George Reister, host of the Reister or Wrong 
podcast. This is the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. This is where real conversations happen. Listen to the Right or Wrong podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're 21 years old and use nicotine or tobacco, I'm here to tell you about Black Buffalo and how it's redefining tradition for millions of adult consumers. So if you're over 21, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults aged 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal and down-home vibes. As a dad of seven kids, he knows exactly what fathers want and need when it comes to their style. This collection reflects his casually cool styles with outdoor-inspired details and versatile colors. Perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th, just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let's come back out to Vegas. Mackinac Sports with Mackenzie Rivers. Mackenzie, we're just hours away from the college football playoff, which I say in quotes. And if there's one thing that has been typical in the college football playoff format thus far, there have been a lot of blowouts. Not, co- yes. not, throw, not throwing anybody under the bus, but it's just been the nature of the beast. It wasn't just Brian Kelly last year getting obliterated by Alabama. It's actually the norm 
unlike every other playoff scenario in the NBA games get tight, football and the Super Bowl, you have all these memorable games. So far in this iteration of the college football playoffs, the semifinal has been just an appetizer, usually a blowout for a much better game in the final. The average margin in the semifinal has been 21 points. That's bigger than the average margin in the average college football game. Let me put more context on it. That's bigger than Cincinnati's average margin versus the American Athletic Conference, which everyone said they can't be in the semifinal because they're only winning by 21 points per game against this weaker competition. That's how lopsided these college football semifinals usually are. So let's make some money on it, shall we? In my opinion, Alabama minus 13.5 already kind of has this built into it. You look at Jeff Sagarin's power ratings, A.J. Hoffman's power ratings, it makes this game 10, but you think about how much days in between, how much variability, how much we don't know about how good Alabama might be getting with this six weeks in between seasons. Yeah, three and a half points bigger than what the last time we saw Alabama makes sense, so I'm going to pass on that. Here's where I'm going to make the money. Last year, I gave you alternative line, Ohio State minus seven and a half, plus 175. Well, I like that number. I'm going to give you Georgia, minus 13 and a half, plus 175. Why am I laying the extra touchdown about? Georgia has pro-level players that, versus everybody else besides Nick Saban, allowed eight touchdowns in 12 games so far this season. I love the fact that these pro-level players are getting better and better in the six-week hiatus that we have. I don't think that's incorporated. And Jim Harbaugh's been a bully. He kind of got that opportunity to be a bully against Ohio State on that windy day where they couldn't throw. But as an underdog, Harbaugh is 2-11 straight up, 5-8 and eight ATS with Michigan. I think it's just Georgia's better in every asset. And as we've seen in college football semifinal playoff history, these games don't end up being close. So I'm going to play a pleaser, you could call it, lay an extra touchdown with Georgia, win by 14-plus, you get plus 175 payout on that. Don't be surprised if that cash is, uh, McKenzie. I saw a couple of trends that really favor Georgia. Uh, teams that score 40-plus points in their final three games heading into the bowl game, yet they enter the bowl game as an underdog. It's only happened seven times in college football history, one and six. Michigan falls into that category. I think they've met their match with Georgia. You got the final word on this, McKenzie. I love that trend, Bernie. It plays into what makes a lot of sense as far as what the public better sees and what they plays. The average fan that tuned in the last month of college football said, Michigan, they kill everybody they play, and they're getting a touchdown? Let me load up on Michigan. Not the case here. Smarter minds disagree. Georgia is the side. Lay 13 and a half, get that plus 175 payout. That's an alternative line. Okay, good stuff, McKenzie. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Uh, Let's throw it to our guy, Eddie Garcia, for the Puck the World segment. All right, thank you, Bernie. Uh, Every week at this time, Ben is nice enough to let me talk a little bit about hockey. So the NHL is coming out of its uh, extended Christmas break. Thank you, Roberto, for the horn. It gets me in the mood. Uh, extended Christmas break due to COVID. We've had 80 games so far that have been postponed in the NHL because of COVID issues. As a result, the NHL decided to drop out of the uh, Winter Olympics in Beijing in February. They're going to use that time allotted for the Olympic break to try and reschedule some of these games that have been postponed. 
Now, the NHL and the Players Association have agreed to allow teams to form taxi squads on a temporary basis, beginning and lasting through the date of the final game before the All-Star break. Clubs will be permitted to assign a maximum of six players to their taxi squad. NHL also officially shortened the isolation period to five days with a negative COVID test if allowed by local health authorities. Now, the NHL is in line with CDC guidelines, according to a statement that was released on Wednesday. Of course, the issue uh, with the NHL, unlike the NFL and NBA, is that they've got seven teams that are in Canada, and that nation's handling of COVID is a little bit different. Uh, it doesn't appear that Canada is going to honor the shortened five-day isolation period before players can return, at least not right now, and Canadian teams are not allowing full capacity in its arenas for fans at this point after closing the border, uh, or I should say closing the border, is a concern uh, as well. So we'll see how that situation plays out. The International Ice Hockey Federation announced on Wednesday it has canceled the remainder of the 2022 World Junior Championships in day four of that competition because of rising number of COVID cases amongst the players. The World Juniors is an annual event featuring the top under 20 players from around the world representing their countries. That event was being held in Edmonton and Red Deer, Alberta. This year, uh, the IAHF is hopeful of rescheduling that event maybe in June or July. As far as what's going on so far in the NHL season, uh, if you're not familiar, the top three teams in each of the four divisions automatically get in the playoffs, and you've got two wildcard teams. So in the Eastern Conference, top three teams in the Atlantic, you've got the defending two-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning once again leading the NHL with 46 points. They're not even at full strength right now. One of their star players, Nikita Kucherov, has missed most of the year. So Tampa Bay looking for a three-peat, which hasn't been done, I don't believe, since the New York Islanders in the 70s. Uh, you got the Toronto Maple Leafs and Florida Panthers, the other two teams in the Atlantic and the Metropolitan Division. you got the Washington Capitals, Carolina Hurricanes, and New York Rangers. Your two wildcard teams in the East right now are the Pittsburgh Penguins and the Detroit Red Wings, which are a big surprise right now. Uh, not many thought Detroit would contend for a uh, playoff spot at this point in the season or at any point in the season, but they're hanging in there. Uh, Boston Bruins are underachieving a little bit, little bit at the moment, but they only played 26 games, so they do have some ground to make up or ability to make up some ground. And one of the biggest disappointments in the NHL this season, the New York Islanders. There were people picking them to play for the Stanley Cup, but they're 8, 12, and 6 on the season. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, they started the year on like a 16-game road trip because their new arena was being completed. And then once they got back into the new arena, they were playing so bad it didn't really matter that they were finally playing home games. So not a good season for the Islanders. And the Montreal Canadiens, who made a Cinderella run to the Stanley Cup final last year, are dead last right now in the Eastern Conference. Uh, so Cinderella has turned into a pumpkin with the Montreal Canadiens. All right, in the Western Conference, your top three teams in the Central Division, St. Louis Blues, Minnesota Wild, National Predators. In the Pacific Division, the Vegas Golden Knights leading the West with 42 points, and they're not even at full strength right now. They'll get Jack Eichel later in the season in a trade they made with the Buffalo Sabres, who will make them even stronger. Anaheim Ducks are second in the Pacific. They are a big surprise. Nobody saw this coming from Anaheim. Calgary is in third. You've got the Colorado Avalanche and Edmonton Oilers as your two wildcard teams. In Colorado, uh, they've played 27 games so far. They have underachieved a bit at uh, this point in the season, but they do have some time to make up ground. They're expected to be one of the stronger teams in the West this season. Uh, one team to look out for, the Vancouver Canucks, were not playing good at all this year. They made a coaching change. They brought in an old veteran coach named Bruce Boudreaux, and since they made that move, they've won seven in a row, and right now they're four points out of a wildcard spot, so Vancouver may be turning things around with that coaching change. As for the Seattle Kraken in their first year of existence, not a great year for them. 10-17-4 the record, their second-worst record in the Western Conference. And a lot of the general managers around the league learned from the mistakes 
made in the expansion draft with the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, and that has turned out to be a, a tough break for the Seattle Kraken. Uh, you could also question uh, Seattle's uh, selections in that expansion draft as well, but uh, it hasn't gone as uh, as well as they had hoped in Seattle. But hey, they've got hockey in in uh, the Emerald City, so they'll uh, have a honeymoon period, I guess, a little little while there for the Seattle Kraken. And that is your Puck the World Report. If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now.